right, and welcome everyone to a new kind of hybridized podcast for Whole Soul Mastery and Whole Soul School and Foundation. The messengers are the same. I am here with Joanna Plaza and Lee Peters, who have had some extraordinary adventures in what I would say in the hero's journey this past year. They answered the call to adventure. Many of our listeners at Whole Soul School and Foundation know some of their story. To people at Whole Soul Mastery, they'll be a little new to you. And what I would love for you guys to just first say hello and, and share a little bit about how you were living in the UK and that the kind of future pull that you were feeling that called you to leave the UK and go on an adventure. Okay. okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, hi everyone. Hi. Um, yeah. So when we last left off, um, we last spoke when we was in Costa Rica. Um, we decided to kind of leave our work life behind um, without the expectations of coming back, which was important for me. And uh, yeah, we did a biking adventure, and then we um, kind of learned a little bit about. Um, what some people call workaways, but we're now calling learnaways. Learn yeah. <laughs> yeah, but just to come back to the question. So we had very conventional jobs back in the UK. Um, I, I was working as a, an accountant. It's just a quick recap for, mm -hmm. for the new uh, listeners. Yeah, the new listeners. And Lee was working as a design engineer. Yeah, product designer, design engineer, mechanical engineer, whatever you want to yeah. call it, one of those. <laughs> and we met in March 2020 um, or 2021. Time seems to fly quick. I know, <laughs> I have the same. It was a year ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was a year ago that we met, which was about six months after my beloved dog died. Mm. And um, when we met, our we realized that we both wanted to travel and I wanted to travel by bus and Lee wanted to travel by bike. So he persuaded me that traveling by bike is uh, much more adventurous and you see much more and you experience much more when you just take a slow pace of traveling. Mm -hmm. So due to the coronavirus situation, we picked uh, Costa Rica as our first destination because we didn't have to have any vaccinations and PCR tests to go there and we started traveling there by bike and we did three months there and we had many great adventures we biked the pacific coast uh, because it was um, a little bit flatter than middle of Costa Rica and we learned how to receive the goodness of other people. It was the first time when we stayed with many, many people for free um, via couch surfing or via some work, work stays, which we prefer to call like learnaways because that's where we learned new skills. We learned how to live in communities. We learned how to do many things. Wow. And then after our visa ran out in Costa Rica, we decided to come to Mexico because the original plan was to bike South America, all of South America. That's why our original plan was to be away for maybe five years. Wow. But because of the coronavirus situation and our refusal to be jabbed, uh, we allowed to even enter some countries so yeah we comes, decided to yeah. come to Mexico because it was a, a open border country no PCR tests no vaccinations so that's how we ended up here it is there's so many aspects to your story and and it's still ongoing yeah. <laughs> like you're still in the journey right but I I just first I want to talk about a couple of things today I want to spotlight again for new listeners at Whole Soul Mastery that there is a process that happens when you feel that call to an adventure, when you feel that call to a newer life, something different than what you've been living and leaving the familiar patterns of what Joseph Campbell would call the ordinary world, right? Which is the kind of more the fishbowl of your experience where your world is this big, right? And there's this call to adventure 
you know, what's way bigger, a bigger picture vision for your life and a bigger picture vision for you. And we talked about that. I'll put the link to that earlier podcast in the description section of this video. So if you want to hear more of their story, a little more in detail of how they met and, and their journey to where I think that's the last podcast we had, where you were sharing more about making it from the UK over to Costa Rica and some of the experiences that you were having, which were fascinating. And, but I, I just want to acknowledge that many of us are being summoned to something bigger than what we've known of ourselves before. And, and Joanna and Lee felt that call that was literally like their old lives were kind of pushing them out, right? Pushing to th them to something else. But something that's extraordinary was that first you both were kind of saying that, saying yes to yourself, to traveling. You both were already doing this before you even met. And you were hearing that call that you were like, you could feel your job was closing out, Joanna, your contract work that you were doing. Yeah. And you had kind of seen that time coming up ahead. And you were like, I'm going to travel. I'm going to take this next. I'm going to put away some money and I'm going to travel when my contract's up. And then Lee, you were also in this process of like, I, I, I want to bike. I want to be free. I think you were planning another trip. You'd already taken some trips for like three, yeah. four months stints at a time. But this was like to be something bigger, and and then your your life paths intersected, and you know it wasn't long when you guys were talking that you had this in common, and then I think it was within two months maybe of meeting that you literally were on the plane. It was that fast, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, it was really yeah. fast. Yeah, I mean, like it kind of feels like uh, meant to be uh, thing when I I never I don't know how I if I believe this or not, if I, I can't really think if I kept, did or didn't, but it kind of feels like it was meant to be because even though we, I had a plan that I wanted to travel each country a certain way, I still want to do that in the future, but this plan has kind of been disassembled and reinvented as I've been traveling, you know, and we've, we've experienced new things, met different people, and it's kind of made us think about a new world of living together you know and the yeah. kind of flow in a journey a different way but still for a path of freedom you know right because ultimately like i think what you guys had probably equated i'm going to travel travel was freedom to you i mean i guess you could have said i'm I, yeah. I wanted in a way yeah a freedom but now you know it at an even deeper level because of course you're mm. living it and you can see how on the one hand you guys are so free to, you know, you don't have to clock into a job and put in your 40 hour week and, you know, mm -hmm. all the things that go along with that. And at the same vein, you can see where some of that old thinking of old patterns or whatever still travels with you because wherever mm -hmm. you go, there you are. So yeah. I'm sure you guys have been living some of that where um, you're still learning new ways to free yourselves from yourselves at even deeper and deeper levels with the triggers that kind of present themselves on the way, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. One one of those things was our uh, purchase of a really old van, yeah. <laughs> which we thought it was a big learning curve for us Definitely. to make the decisions too quickly without thinking it through properly. Yeah. And uh, we thought like we we overpaid for this old thing that was falling apart. Yeah, I mean, let me give a bit more context. So like uh, <laughs> we were traveling from Cancun, kind of making our way across Mexico. Yeah. And um, we we I mean, we saw a lot of different signs why we wanted a van. We want I've always wanted to try traveling the world with a van, preferably after biking was the initial idea again one of the plans without set that's not set in stone um but uh we were seeing like kind of dogs on the street and we wanted to be able to pick them up and feed them and without a car without a vehicle it became very like heartbreaking but difficult as well right. and um, you could see them then, and you couldn't help them yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah. that's that kind of what triggered both of us really and um also to think like we don't have a bike it would be nice to see more of the country and then uh i, I can't remember if it was me or you i think it might be me sort saw an advert for an old van 
Um, so we thought we'd contact the guy and we went to visit in Tuxla, um, which is kind of the center of Chiapas. Of, yeah, Chiapas of Mexico. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it was like uh, maybe he was asking for $4,000 for this van. We kind of went down to $3,000 and we, we, it was an old beaten up 1985 Toyota. We was convinced that it was a classic like Volkswagen and, you know, it's worth much more than it actually was. And it wasn't until later, kind of funny in a way, that we found there was holes in the car, like real big holes that we needed to fix underneath the carpet. Um, There's lots of things wrong with the van. And someone even told us on a Toyota group that this van was worth no more than $1,000. Five hundred dollars. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like we got played a little bit, but then in a way, it's like something that we've learned deeply from. You know, we've um, learned to take more time with things like that. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, but also not to take too much, hold too much to money as well. I mean, I'm not. There's we've lost a bit of money from this, of course, but there's no point stressing over it. I mean, we time. we made big, big improvements to the van. Like I made new curtains, we welded the holes, we took it to the mechanic who put like two hundred dollars worth of repairs into it, and then we sold the van miraculously for the third of the price. That'd be <laughs> And we sold it to someone who is also into biking. And, yeah, um, it worked out for him. And there was a slight problem with the paperwork, which we're not going to mention on here. But we felt, I really thought we had divine help with this. Mm-hmm. That it was a miracle that we sold it to a Mexican person. And it worked out for him and us. Not, yes. yeah. <laughs> right. So like the dollars yeah. may not have been what you wanted them to be, but somehow the experience, you know, I often yeah. talk up those moments where we overpay or we do, we pay for something that really doesn't work out. Right. Yeah. You know, it's kind of a tuition. I, I call it kind mm-hmm. of a tuition into myself, into my learning and I think it it softens any kind of wounds that we still carry about any any perceived yeah. losses. Yeah. Because I think we do actually. You did invest in yourselves. You did learn so much more. You know, you might look like you'll never forget if you buy another vehicle to probably look under like the the car mats. Yeah. <laughs> but, right? but that's just it, really. This type of van. So I've never had one before, and kind of from this even though we lost a little bit of money but it's not like we lost ten thousand. we lost a thousand or something like that. right and um and with the next one we might want to buy we, we will think what's important you know and also uh, during these two months that we had the van we it did give us a more bit freedom, more freedom yeah. because we could stop and stay the night in a nice on a nice mountain which we've done maybe twice yeah, twice, um, times, yeah we you know we spent a few nights in nature and um we could stop wherever we wanted we did stop a few times to feed some dogs on the road which we wouldn't be able to if we were in a in a bus right. so we still had the we still kind of had the experience of of the van and it yeah give us something good something good came out of it Yes. Even if we lost money on it. Yeah. And there's something so powerful about like, what do they say? What's the expression? But leaving a place better than the way you found it. You did. You, yeah. you took a van that might have yes. otherwise been um, turned in for parts or something. And you made it useful for somebody else in a better condition. I think that's, you know, in a broader sense for a lot of our listeners, we understand what alchemy is, right? It's taking something from mm-hmm. one form and making it into another, which is not unlike you guys like maybe some of us feel like that old broken down van to be honest that's a bit of a metaphor for how some of (laughs) us they feel like through the experience of covid you know we're on our last fumes we may need new tires we may need like a tune-up and a new paint job and i think we're we're still in that process as we're coming out the other side that you know you had the purchase then you've found out it was more broken or needed more tlc than you had imagined that's kind of like us. And then in this process though, when you knew you were going to sell it and because you decided to travel differently because you put another plan into place, maybe instead of 
like you said, I think the original plan was maybe five years, but because of COVID and lots of other factors, you may actually be returning back home changed in a different way. So there was the need to like turn in the van or, or sell it to somebody else. So it's amazing with all that you guys were journeying and living and mind you, people should remember like they're not in like some fancy BNB, right? They're, they're really living in these um, workaways or we can talk about this, these learnaways yeah. and workstays, but you're doing all of this in every moment's guidance. Like if somebody wanted to really test their ability to listen, their intuitive guidance, their inner compass, you guys are living it. I mean, in a big, big way. And so what, what I know about this new earth, this new experience that we're all moving into is that we are free to create and to uncreate. It's only been in this pocket of consciousness that it's like we make these decisions that sometimes are great and sometimes we wish we didn't make. And then we might spend a lifetime or lifetimes undoing just one choice, right? Well, I think mm -hmm. we're finding you bought the van and in a span of time, I don't know, did you have it for like three, two, three, four, five months? Uh, no, three, no. Yeah. we bought it in November. We sold it. Uh, I'd say four months. Yeah. Four months? About, about four months, yeah. I don't it think it's, it's, not, it's, a, it's not too important how exactly three it is. Months. Three, three months. Three months. <laughs> That's a short period of time to have had it, but you made yeah. it to have an experience. Yeah. And then you made a choice yeah. to like close out the experience. And if there weren't dollar signs attached to it, you'd say we had an experience, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. I mean, I mean, something else to add, I mean, like throughout the whole experience um it's important not to have too many expectations in a way i think as well because like this traveling of freedom was meant to be like i keep saying um the idea of being able to travel slowly without a plan you know and i can't say how true that's actually become because everything keeps feeling like it's a different plan now um but what what it has shown us is like a, a new enlightened way of living you know i i always dreamed of having my land but never thought any like i don't know i just didn't think about doing it at all i just thought it was a nice idea but right. now it's becoming reality because of the people we've met from this journey already in right. just under in just under a year and um still like i say I, we might set our plans in a different timeline like i might travel in the future rather than now yes in a different way um from by my bike or even by a van um but we we went from very much like the initial transition of planning to bike the world and um, to to write yeah bike the world then we thought, bought, bought a van thought well maybe we'll do it in the van instead because we haven't got the time i don't know um right. and then we sold the van within three months and then we're going we're meeting people work aways and just kind of you know it's developing in a way you know with a lot of experience in a short time and now we're actually planning to get back to europe yeah. and uh, start yeah. building some kind of community so it's almost like it's best not to have a plan because that takes away a lot of anxiety yeah and it takes away the restrictions as well, as well. yeah so all i keep thinking is if i plan to come back to a job in my head or if i even if i didn't leave my job and just did a like a month away or something like this i would be stuck in that routine again and again and again it wasn't until like like i told you before i think in a previous podcast that i had a plan four years ago to leave my job but it took me four years to somehow finally do that and it, <laughs> you know it was a little bit um both my job making me redundant as a sign in a way and I just decided not to look for another job and yeah you know sometimes just, our old lives have to kind of kick us out that we'll finally yeah. make the leap and because if it's there and I know a lot of people can relate to this if it's there yeah. we'll keep living it a lot of the times unless there's some catalyzing force or and a catalyzing force can be the loss of your job it could be, yeah. you know, all kinds of things. But for you, it's like they took your job back from you so you couldn't hold on to it. And then that made yeah. you more available to what you really always wanted to be doing. Yeah. And then what I love in the way you guys describe this, because we could have many more podcasts because you there's so many things that I'd love to dig a little deeper into what was that experience like and what was that experience like. So we'll have to have you back on. But 
you know, it's, it's for people who can relate to this, does anybody feel like your old life is kicking you out the one you're living right now? Like, can you feel that experience of like, I'm living something that I know kind of has an expiration date and the expiration date, you might know what that is, or you might not know what that is, but it's coming because I think we're all being summoned to something much bigger and much newer than we even have the words for, but you can see it in the faces of Joanna and Lee. You can see it in like, you were already having those experiences and you're just a few steps ahead of many people in the journey where you already felt the feelings, you listened to it, you synced up in the intersection because you were both doing similar soul work. You know, that would be my language at the same time. And you had got a, a vibrational match. And then it quickly manifested in this time period where there were still so many restrictions about travel, yeah. and flights and, and things and all the money. And you had to like close out, you were renting an apartment, I think. Um, yeah, so yeah, we had to, we had to uh, maybe we mentioned that in the first podcast, but we had to sell everything. We sold our cars, we sold our office clothes. Sometimes we sold it for tiny fraction of the price for what we bought it for. Yeah, it was more of a relief <laughs> to get rid of it, in my opinion. Yeah, we gave a lot of things away to the lady who sends things to Africa. Yeah. Um, and we, we really got rid of our loads of items. Like my whole life oh, is yes. now about five boxes back in the UK with the most important things. Yeah, um, yeah and the same with me, really. I mean, like I... It, this is kind of the time when I truly, truly accept. I felt I accepted it before this, but I truly accepted the point that I'm not coming back to an office lifestyle. I mean, I might have to work for money in some degree, but the work will be something I enjoy. So technically not work. You need to think of other words for this kind of thing. Um, you <laughs> but won't like, be the um, same person returning. So you wouldn't exactly. attract the same type yeah. of work again do something that you truly believe in and um, there will be some sort of exchange you know to help you live the rest of your life you know right yeah. can so can I ask you then um there's like I said there's lots of pockets of your story that I'd like to delve into more but I do really want to focus today in the time we have left talking about what a work stay or work away or learn away what is that because I've never heard about that before yeah, do you want to start a little? Yep. So uh, many, many people all, all over the world um, that want to live a different lifestyle. They want to live uh, kind of free themselves from the matrix. And <laughs> they set up their own communities and their own homesteads and their own farms. Um, and they try to live off grid or sometimes on, on grid, but they try to live more in, um, in harmony with nature and more in harmony with the, the, the cycles of nature. And they want to, yeah, live more sustainable and um, live more simply and but be more happy. And for some reason, this, this movement, I, I guess the natural way that this movement emerged of um, exchanging um, each other's energy. So a typical workaway place would be uh, some kind of farm like we are here, where people grow their own vegetables, they raise their own animals, um, they care for the, for the trees, um, and they have volunteers. I think the most common word is the volunteers. Mm -hmm. And um, the deal is that the volunteers work about um, five hours per day, maybe uh, four to five day. hours per day, probably about five days per week. The kind of most common deal is in exchange for free accommodation and usually a little bit of food. So sometimes we have to pay for our own food and sometimes uh, we actually get some money for the food or people buy, you know, the hosts buy the food. Yes. And, but it's not just about working. So there's a lot of things like eating together. So that's learning to live in a community. 
mm. cooking together, eating together, and not all the time, but you know, occasionally learning from each other. For example, here, you know, the guy is growing oyster mushrooms, you know, and we never knew you can grow more oyster mushrooms from a bucket. Right. Uh, it's easier than I realized, you know. Yeah. So right. it's not like work where someone clocks you in and out. Like this is certain schedule, but yeah. you know, you can you can be flexible, you can move around. Like today we're doing the podcast and we know we're gonna, you know, make up for this another day or something. Right. It's not always about that. It's just an, like I say, it's an equal exchange, you know, of, of right. energy and um of what we offer to what we receive. Um, and there's an understanding between that you know um, and uh, if, I mean the funny thing is right next to where I used to live there was exactly uh, an actual big farm that was uh, producing organic goods and that was a work away I never even knew existed um, right next to me and um, I kind of met someone from there and befriended them and they told me what it was about and I still didn't really understand it was a work away until I've came until I traveled here and started doing work ways ourselves I keep saying work aways uh learn aways I should say <laughs> no, no, <laughs> it, right? officially officially most yeah. people know it as work aways and there is an even an application called work away yeah, where you register and then you find your hosts just for people that don't know yeah and that's the uh, uh, reason for it so that's where we kind of found this so there's a website application called uh, workway if you search it you find a sunny logo and you can apply for different um, types of workways they call it and this could be like the communities or even scuba diving if that's what you want to do and there's an exchange in some way or a hostel hostel yeah and um, or even just a single person living on the land i mean like what we are now is not exactly a farm but it's like three acres and it's someone's home and they're producing their own food, um, producing their own things here. And they have a nice place where you can just basically stay here the whole period of time. You don't have to walk out. It's na- you're in nature the whole time. It feels like being yeah. on holiday or a retreat more yeah. than a work. But, work. but the other ways we found this as well is we um, looked at like different groups on certain pages, maybe Telegram um, and we just contacted people and they invite us to do a work way with them or even um, on uh, if you look at local areas where you live. Um, again, the one that I I uh, said about, that was next to where I live back at, in England is there's a website for these kind of things. You know, you just look for the typical farm, organic farm, and quite often they have work away options or volunteering options for yeah. them. You know, so there's lots of ways you can actually find this. Once you know they exist, you just start searching, you find them, you know. And there's another website which is called Woof. I think it's W-O-O-F, which is like something like Worldwide Organic Farms Association or something like that. And that's another place to find that exchange where you get free accommodation and food in return for a little bit of work. But it never feels like an office week, you know. It's mm-hmm. you're I mean, like, learning to yeah. live with people. You're learning to um, exchange energy, like grow- yeah, and yeah. like how to grow things, how to build things. Even some places, it depends. Again, everywhere is different. You, know? you can't say everywhere's the same for this kind of thing. So right, I was going to yeah, say. It's... So you've had some places that you may have liked more than others, like in terms of the experience that you would want again. I'm sure to be honest, very I like everything in different ways, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like back in Costa Rica on the last podcast, that was a uh, volunteering program as well. Um, we just, we literally heard that through word of mouth. So we didn't even go on any website for that. And that was beautiful on the top of the yeah. mountain. Uh, it was called the Magic Mountain. And we received the most amazing, you know, exchange from yeah. our hosts, uh, Davy and Martina. And they were cooking us beautiful food and Great giving us land, yeah. giving us some beautiful medicines like mushroom mixed with cacao or other things. And, and then we learned from them a little bit about permaculture, a little bit about biodynamic farming. Mm-hmm. Um, we did a bit of gardening, a bit of carpentry. Yeah. And for example, the other work away, which was our longest one for two months in Mexico, it was more um, 
about the diving and Small whale experience. watching. Yeah. <laughs> so we exchange a bit of work, right. working in a shop, helping out with diving to, to get some adventures going. And that was more my incentive because I wanted to do a bit of um, outdoor adventures. And I learned to dive because yeah. of this. Yeah, for free. Yeah. Well, yeah. without paying yeah. that particular qualification. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so each work away can give you something else. And, yeah. and there's so many options. Like if you prefer hospitality, then you can go and work in a hostel or a hotel or some kind of Airbnb place. And if you like more nature, then you can go to some forests mm -hmm. and there's this anything you can even join families and just do cultural experiences yeah that's what you want, you know? teach english or something yes. yeah, yeah yeah it's just there's so many options so on like it's called work away so that's why i keep saying it but workaway.com or dot org um we yeah. can you can put a link in after yes. um that's a that's a good website to use but you have to pay for it initially and then, like I said, there's other ones which you can just go, just look at local farms around you and see what they're offering would be my best option. Right, like people don't have to, do. to necessarily um, take a big leap to another country. They can find it probably somewhere yes, locally. Okay, locally, yeah. Like I said, I was living right, I can't believe I was living right next to one for so long without knowing. And yeah. even even our host here, you know, he has people from Mexico City. They, they just... Yeah, you know we are in Mexico. We are, how far? Two but hours. three hours from Mexico City, and he just has people from Mexico City that just want to come, come for here. A week or two, yeah. yeah. Right. So it's not always the international volunteers that that come here, right? Yeah. Yes. It's so amazing. I think a lot of people can see what you're living and i know there's some challenges you know that stretch you to grow in journeys like this you're like literally you're in the present moment all the time listening for that inner inner compass you know enjoying some stillness and some downtime and then also doing a whole lot of learning like the van situation is a good example but there are a lot of people i think they the fantasize or know about things like this, but then you know it doesn't come to the point where they make the decision, like I'm gonna go do that. But I love how you describe yeah. that it is, for many, there's probably a lot of local options around many people that you can go explore it without having to take the bigger plunge, so to speak. Yeah. And, and um, in the language of athletes, they talk about visual motor rehearsal, right? That a lot of mm -hmm. athletes go through their routine, whether they're a gymnast or a, you know, a track star or whatever, and they, th their muscles fire and wire all the same ways as if they were actually running it and doing it. And I think that's what visioning is for a lot of us. We feel it, we're seeing it. And, and then when you can actually have like practical experiences where you actually like step into it for a weekend or a week, I think a lot of us may need those bridges to leave the ordinary yeah. world that we've been living we have the desk job and then there's this fantasy way out there and it feels too far to access and so yeah. the, the practicing in the ways that you guys and you did even before you left i don't know if you went on any biking trips we didn't talk about that in this podcast you did in the last one and we will again but Joanna was not a biker. You were not a cyclist, right? <laughs> By any stretch no. of imagination. So that was kind of a, a, a point where you guys had to come together and you, Joanna, had to say, yes, okay, I think I can travel in this way. And you had to buy actually very expensive bikes that could travel for miles a day and handle the kind of weight that you were going to be carrying yeah. and all of that. But they're still going to be useful for us, even like, because we're not really into wanting to buy a car we might have to at some point ideally one that can run on you know renewable energy rather than petrol diesel but yes um those bikes will still be very useful for us to travel around for sure even locally right? you know and i think the bikes symbolize in a way a kind of lifestyle transportation or like a vibrational transportation because once you could focus in that it was by bike I would imagine that other things started to fall into place in terms of your plan just to leave your old lives. It started to That's center true. around that was your um, how you were going to have movement yeah. in the journey. And also in terms of um, you mentioned that a lot of people feel it's too far away from yeah, from them. So we had an interesting experience where we wanted to visit a certain place in Mexico, which is very expensive, um, pretty, but expensive, is full of expats. 
And uh, so it's a very rich, um, posh restaurants, posh shops. It's an expat location. Yeah. yeah. And we were quite wary of traveling. And also we needed a place to stay for uh, a week or a week and a half to actually sell our van somewhere. So we, we, we needed not to move to be able to sell the van. So we advertised on a, like an expat Facebook group and we said that we're looking for somewhere free to stay, but we're happy to you know, look after your dog or do something in return. And so many people got triggered by that. We put a photo of ourselves and um, some people said, there were some comments like, if you want to travel, get a job. Or you are from England, you are, why are you feeling so entitled to stay somewhere for free? There was a, yeah. lots of attacking comments, which really took us by surprise. Wow. Yeah. And then someone, and, but then there was a lot of people saying, I can't believe how rude people are to you, you know. And someone said, I think you posted it to the wrong group because people don't know that way of traveling. Yeah. And they think that all you want is just to stay somewhere for free and be a parasite. They, they have a kind of wrong understanding of what it is. And again, this comes back to the way they're set in their certain ways of like slavery work and all this. Yeah. We, know, in my opinion. Yeah. There were, there were comments like, you know, the pound is worth that much pesos. What makes you think that you can stay here for free? Take advantage of Mexicans and... It kind of makes me laugh because <laughs> these are the Americans speaking, not Mexicans. That's something to say as well. You know, right. these, wow. they think, yeah, and um, <laughs> not, not to be. Right. Yeah. So, right. so yeah. <laughs> some lady said, "I wish I could go to my home country and cook and clean for someone and live in my own country." And I replied, "Oh, have you heard of Workaway?" And she accused me of being sarcastic and cynical. Oh wow! <laughs> so yeah, we had we had. So, so many negative comments that actually Facebook itself eventually turned off the comments because there was so much abuse going on. But at the same one time... One person trolled you as well and attacked your personal page. You know? Yes. She, she was talking about the free, freedom that pe everyone should have in the world. And Canadian truckers. And they started yes. finding something negative to say about that. They say, how, how dare we to impose our our colonial thinking on the Mexicans and things like that, like, like, like completely not, irrelevant to the, yeah. to the topic. Like we're not allowed to have an understanding if we're from right. a country or like England, but again, she's from Poland, which... Right. Yeah, it's amazing how it is a totally different language and it's a totally different yeah. orientation. And I think when you're that when you are becoming as free as you are in your free spirit mm. and you you understand that there will be people who resonate with what you put out in the post, some will and some won't. Yeah. But I think it, it, it freedom is threatening to people who aren't free. Yeah, yeah they, think so. like, they think like it's like they think that's impossible. And I'm like, so we, we don't judge anyone for what they choose to be. I mean, we are like positive to people who enjoy the work and want to work in that lifestyle. Absolutely. And equal for those who are freedom. But then when we get this kind of attack, it feels very one sided. We're not attacking them for wanting to work. We're just asking for an opportunity. But coming from that, we did get an opportunity from a lovely lady, like spiritual like us, um, you know, and she was living there for a short period of time, but she offered her home to us. And and, and this, there. and she said, just come and stay. And we didn't even have to do anything, yeah. you know, she just said, just enjoy. She said, you can use my food and you don't have to do anything, you know, yeah. and we stayed there for the whole week. And it was so important for us to like to rest yeah. and actually feel like we don't have to give any of our energy because we needed to rest yeah. and uh, the, the, this was a couple and we had some lovely conversations with them so thank Share you um, uh, Natasha and Daniel <laughs> <laughs> and we took some of their dogs for a walk but it's because we wanted to not yeah. because we were expected to and yeah. we also cooked some meals for them and again because i like to cook so i love to share food with people so it kind of came out naturally not like yes. you know this for that yeah. right and so there was a good outcome but it 
it was a shocking experience, but it's also it was triggering for so many people. Yeah, but it's, I think in a way it's good to see that you know, like I, 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 it kind of opened up my eyes to some people in a way, you know, like how they behave in a certain way. But and may know. also even for you all, just the, all the experiences that you have, it also attracts you to have your own place where you can set a kind of energetic tone exactly. where people are welcome and there is this energy exchange. And mm. I think it's phenomenal that that you put out that post and despite all the attacks you must have kept your energy your frequency at a certain level that the good person who was to see that could find you and that is uh, that might be missed and lost on some people but it's not lost Mm -hmm. on me you can feel that the the, like if if there was a you know we're talking a hundred percent here and it was a 90 to 95 percent attack rate you still sustained your vibration to find the 5% that like, or the 1% person that, that, that uh, you really did connect with. It was meant for you. And, uh, and maybe it was also, I don't know, maybe illustrative for her or for them, the couple that did um, open their home to you to see the community (laughs) she lives in, right. To see that that is kind of, um, the frequency. I think there's a lot of these, if people would look energetically at their lives, while we're all talking about events and things, experiences and people, underneath all of that is an energy, right? Underneath your desire to go uh, take this journey and travel was really a desire to be free and to live what freedom is to the best of your ability and what you could uh, manifest. And I think that all these things, when everybody's attacking, that is a huge energy. And then the mm-hmm. fact that you, I'm sure you felt the shock of that, but at the same time must have held a frequency of knowing there are good people. Somewhere inside you, there was a knowing there are good people and you found that good person. Yeah, I just felt, you know, they were, yeah. they were trapped in their paradigms. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and to be fair, I would say the percentage of uh, negative versus positive comments was about 50-50. Oh, 50-50. Uh, so there were, there, yeah, there was a lot of people who were like, good luck to you guys. I hope you find somewhere nice to stay or have you heard of work away or, you know, so, the, so there was, and yes. there were many people who were defending. They said, like, don't bother on here because people don't know this, this lifestyle yeah. and that's why they get triggered. And they're also, they triggered by the word free, because I said, we're looking for somewhere free to stay yeah. in return for some dog sitting or something. And, right. and that word free, where people live in a world where, where we all live in a world where hardly anything is free, is, 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 so is triggering. really triggering to, to people yeah. at the moment. Yeah, it is. And yet we can move through that like you guys did and you had a beautiful experience and easily. I mean, like uh, it's easier than you think. I mean, like uh, going back to what you touched on before, I mean, I told you that I like, I've been working in an office job for 10 years, four years of which I was saying to myself, I'm going to quit next week or next month or next year (laughs) or whatever. But, um, but I had a plan that I wanted to leave the job and it took me a long time to do that. Um, because I felt I needed the money I felt I needed a plan but the alternate solution I found was like um, I just did a small course to teach allow me to teach English and for me I can work on my own time I do enjoy it to some degree Um, so I only work the amount of hours that I can give my energy to and that's and that sustained me to be able to travel for both of us on a very on, on the base that we can live for free on work um, on, on learn aways or couch surfing or other kind of yeah. like this and it yeah. does work and if i if i um maybe like you said use one of my holidays from work just to do a work away uh, or travel or, or within or work on a farm maybe that would have been what i needed to say okay i can quit and make this happen yes you know Yes. Um, so I think the best way to practice tackle it. this is to ha- practice it while you have the like, don't get yourself in trouble without having any money because we need it in this world, unfortunately. Right. But find a way that works for you. And there's lots of like the community next to where I live, there's people that work there, get a little bit of money, and that's that they live there their whole lives doing that. 
just just work just doing a, but, work on a farm you know but also you need to be prepared for a simpler lifestyle less yeah, yeah, exactly. uh, gadgets less yes, buying yeah. stuff online Which, we've been wearing yeah. the same clothes for nine months yeah <laughs> but that's that's the trade-off in a way yes. you have to prepare for this if you want a luxury life then that's a work life for you but if you want basics and live off the land that for us is perfect you know yeah it's even within a world that has been so locked down for so long it is amazing how people still find freedom and i think that reminds me of the documentary film we were talking about that before we got on camera that um, my partner Lacey Fraser and I have been making, which is called Freeing an Incarcerated World. There's a trailer for that, but there were a lot of men who were in prison that went through some classes that Lacey taught. And they, they, many of them now know that they had to go to prison to become free, right? That sometimes we need to really let ourselves ex experience, mm -hmm. am I incarcerated? Where am I incarcerated somewhere in my life, in my thinking? in the way I'm living right now, that might be somebody who has those either known triggers or hidden triggers, because we're not living the freedom we really want to. And it's just a, like a perspective shift away. It's like, as you let, as you um, moved out of your rental, you know, and you found somebody else to take over your lease, and you're letting go and selling some of your items the way you did, and you put that plan into place, you're getting lighter. The same thing is true with all your limiting beliefs. Like, no, I have to have that jacket or I have to have this thing or that thing or all these things that we have these have tos and these shoulds. And we're, let, we're getting so much lighter if we'll allow ourselves to do that. We all lighten up in different ways. Some people are preppers and some people right now are accumulating things in a very different way than you, but it's, it's also, it's like different versions of freedom. Some people, it's all about this kind of self-sustainability and not having to live within the system that in many ways and I'm talking like a global system, you know, like a whole consciousness, system of consciousness that we're not ever really free, actually. And so I think you guys are such a beautiful examples of living it, sharing it. And you have a blog. I don't know how much you, you get back to it. Are you still posting in your blog? Oh no, we've kind of left that in the dust, to be honest. We're right. just living for ourselves now. We right. do, we do, we do many our updates uh, via the conventional social mm -hmm. media, the Instagram and, and Facebook, because it's just easier to share those updates. Um, and we haven't written any blogs no. for a while. I mean, it's something I still would like to do to share my experience, but right now I'm just kind of for me i want to live for myself and maybe same for joanna but but to kind of learn what we need to do get to the point where we can build uh, on our own land to farm on our own land and then once that's kind of settled i think that would be the stage of my life when i'm ready to write about my experience yeah, yeah but, uh, but if anyone wants to follow us on instagram then the channel is called joyly freedom yeah, and we still put photos and minor updates on there, but not really a blog. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, we yes. hope to, because we've been, uh, I think we've had one. Do we have two other podcasts? It might have just been the one. But just, we, just one. one just far. one, because yeah. they're traveling so much. And then we have to find good Wi-Fi to be able to yes. have these Zoom calls. But I, I do know we're going to continue to tell the story, even in these kind of video blogs that tell some of the stories of the journey a little more in real time that you might even use later to reflect in some yeah. of your stories. You'll have the videos too. So, And more people need to see the different ways people are embodying freedom or bridging into a greater freedom, even if they feel like freedom is way far off than just yeah. bridging into the next step of how you can feel more free. And yeah. Um, and and we don't we don't know the outcomes. We don't know what we're gonna do when we come back to the UK. We just uh, have another learn away um, plans in Somerset. And we don't really know what's beyond that. Yeah. But it's just going into that unknown with that faith that um, things will synchronize yeah. in, a, in a positive way for us with that being like too um what should i say hope maybe not hopeful but um 
we don't want to hide our heads in the sand from yes. responsibility. It's a balance, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. But at the same time, we think that there's something um, good that is waiting for us and the universe wants us to thrive rather than survive. And in my experiences, the opportunities that come to us are presented within a day or a week of that opportunity. So that's kind of what I believe as well. I mean, I know we're not going to be stuck anywhere because we have the skills and, ex and the knowledge to know where to find more learner ways if we want to. Um, also, if an opportunity comes that where we can maybe uh, start building on our land without having to have too much uh, finance, then we can start early or start later. There's lots. I mean, the opportunities are endless, really. I could go it on. It really is. Well. And yeah. it's amazing. I know we all live in a world that involves money still at this point. But I think if you allow yourself to explore if money wasn't in the equation and some people that's very hard for them they can't remove money but if if they can play it's like if you what would your ideal day your best day of life like what would you be on a beach would you be in a mountain would you be biking would you be on a boat you know some people don't ever really indulge that because of the conditioning of this ordinary world that mm -hmm. people will stay trapped in that little fishbowl of experience yeah. Um, until you allow yourself to ask yourself maybe just a slightly bigger question. And it's, mm -hmm. I think it's through the question asking where we allow more goodness into our present. And we also see our triggers. I'm sure you guys have had your fair share. And yeah, we'll talk about all these things <laughs> more. Do a whole podcast on that. Yeah, yeah there can be for several series, right? Because, of, you know, like yeah. there are bloopers and films, I'm sure there have been a few bloopers of the triggers of course, yeah. that you guys had to grow through. But it's all part of the journey. And you can see in the confidence, I don't know if you would have spoken so serenely. I'd have to look back at the first podcast we did, was more, which was more in the beginning, like the first couple of months where when you had landed and it was still all new to you. You guys look so much more relaxed. You're like seasoned veterans and it's not even been a year, right? Yeah. So through all your experiences now, like you could be teachers of this, of how people, some people watching this today will be thinking, I want to live with their living. I want that experience yeah. yeah. And I mean, I can also say like, I mean, like I studied at university for four years to work 10 years without learning anything new. And within this year, I feel like I've learned so much more. And the amount of time you spend every year working compared to your free time is not a fair percentage wow. at all. And now I, I'm working maybe like a 20 or 20% of my time and 80% of my time is free to learn something that I think will benefit my life more. Yeah. So amazing. It's so amazing. Well, I know I'll plant the seed for another podcast that you guys do have uh, visions of having land and, and doing exactly what you've experienced with a lot of your hosts now in your, on your yeah. own land where other people who are watching you right now, who knows, but in a very short time, they might be saying, where can we go to you know, Joanna and Lee's place? Like, and experience yeah. them. And you guys have so Absolutely. much to share and teach. Cause you could say in Costa Rica, we saw this and in Mexico, we did it this way and, and be mentors exactly to people. Yeah. yeah. It's like we yes, have to detox from the 3D ways. It's like a, it is kind of like a detoxification of people learning how to yeah. like, unwind the stress and just get real with themselves yeah yeah i mean that's something that i'm really looking forward to i mean it might take a good few years to get to that stage maybe five um because it's going to be a slow progress but that's the whole point anyway yes but i yeah we want to have like a camping ground that's comfortable for people to come and volunteer or um, even stay with us um and yeah like maybe we can share experiences or we can exchange experiences it's just again the possibilities for this are endless but with this land that we're looking at it's um yeah it can give you so much freedom you can do some yeah. healing there because yeah. so many people will need healing yeah. yes yeah. yes yeah, and just being in the nature right and in the intentions of what yeah. you'll have in your land space I think that we're going to have that back where the land itself heals people. Just being there. Oh, it always does. I mean, the amount of time, like just being near trees, you feel happier anyway. And like in it's cities, just so lovely here. <laughs> I mean, in cities, you don't get this kind of thing. Um, yeah. And I, I still can't believe it. Like where I lived, 
I, I always wanted to go around the trees that, where they were and you always had to walk a little distance to get there. I was lucky to have it near me, but in some places you have to be, you have to travel for an hour before you can see something like this. Right. And uh, yeah, I just, it's so important to have land and nature around you. It's, I've never felt calmer, you know. Especially in this splitting world at the moment yeah. where we, some people choose to go one way Yes, and some people yes. choose to, to to live differently. Yeah. Right. And yeah, it's... you can take a note from from this dog as well, just to. Oh, no, right! Exactly. We should all. <laughs> That's <be> Cosmo. So... <laughs> Cosmo, did you say? It's Cosmo. Cosmo yeah. Cosmo, yeah, right? <laughs> that is. That's the life. I mean, that is the life. Like I. I, I think there's just, there's so many ways, like you said, we can invest in ourselves, we can invest our tuition, we can invest our energy. And when you, people don't often stop to ask the question, is this, is this all my life is meant to be? It's like clocking in and clocking out. And, and I know for some people that is something that has been a part of them that they really do value. And for some people, if it's working, yes, but for a lot of people, it may not be the experience you guys are having and have chosen. There might be some, some people want to live on a boat and be able to sail yeah. around and have yeah. their house be their boat, you know, but that movement and that, that freedom that so many people are seeking. And I must I, say, um, if, if that is the option, there are easy ways to be able to work on a yacht to get experience for this kind of thing as well for, for without you having to do anything, you might get paid for it even, but, but I mean, Again, it's, all these things are possible if you just know where to look. And it's just doing a bit of research, taking your time to do that, and um, you'll find the opportunities, you will, and not to be afraid. I mean, from what you said, I can't stop thinking about my old colleague from my work who sat next to me, about 60 years old, his whole life been working, never once been happy. He was miserable as hell, didn't have anything nice to say to anyone. And I always heard him said, I don't have a retirement. I'm going to have to work for the rest of my life. And that's what he truly believed therefore he will live it but for those listening it's so easy to jump out of work I thought I needed so much money to jump out of work I never got that savings and I managed to do it without having actually having any money just a little qualification that cost me like a couple hundred dollars you know or a thousand dollars depending on which qualification you get but both of them work well you know but that was and the awareness was, of like you knew the travel and the freedom was calling yeah. and so that's what lined up for you as but a I kept attracting time. these people in my life yes. you know, there's people that attracted my life who told me to maybe you can work on this qualification you can travel around the world working on this teaching English I didn't know it existed and then other people I met telling us about like this work away program or or, or volunteering yeah. programs you, you just know. need to open yourself to the this possibilities exactly I think I yeah yes. soon those last four years I was telling you about I think that first year I opened myself up and then after the four years it became a reality yeah well that's a good note to close out on for now anyway exactly yeah. you opened to the possibility and as things lined up it became a reality that's that's true for so much of us but it's giving ourselves permission to open a little bit and sometimes mm -hmm. a podcast like this can help people just shift the perspective of like maybe it is possible even if they can't see a pathway, just being open to that. Yeah. So it's huge. You guys are beautiful. You're lovely. I love connecting in with your energy. I thank you for joining me in this podcast. And um, it's to say again, the Instagram where people can find you, it's the Joy Lee Freedom. Joy Lee Freedom. Joy Lee dot freedom. Dot freedom. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. good. And I'll put that in the, uh, the description of the video so people can tap into that link easily. And let's and do thank you for having time. us too. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Thank you it for portaling in and sharing your experiences with our audience and our listeners. And we all learn from each other. I think that's part of this like kind of sense of global or universal kind of community. This, this is coming back into the hearts of many of us and we travel kind of through your travels. Um, so it's, it's beautiful that we can share these things. And this, this is another kind of exchange that we're going to all come to value more and more. Even if we can't be in Mexico where you are, we can experience it through you. And as an energetic universe works, it's really beautiful. So 
thank you for the gift of your stories and your wisdom and your learning and your learnaways. And we'll come back again together soon. So blessings, everyone. Find us at Whole okay. School Mastery and at Whole Soul School and Foundation on your favorite social media platforms and also on our websites. Blessings, everyone. We'll see you soon. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. bye. Thank you.